Oh, always look forward to this. Well, we always look forward to Freaky Friday, and it's a particularly Freaky Friday today because it's Friday the 13th. This is our weekly segment where you get to share an experience that you've had that maybe defies logic or that you just found a little spooky. And remember, if you have a story that you'd like to share, please get in touch with us on text or on email. We have two stories for you today. Firstly, it's Sandy, and her story begins with a devastating personal tragedy. Hi, my name is Sandy. This is my Freaky Friday story. I thought I would like to share my story because it may help others at a tragic time. My partner Kevin and I were thrilled to have a baby girl, Melody, back in 1984. We lived in Mount Monganui at the time. When Melody was just three months old, Kevin was killed instantly in a traffic accident. My mother had always showed interest in clairvoyance, and I went to see a famous lady in Auckland in the hope of maybe making contact with Kevin. This meeting, although expensive, achieved absolutely nothing. A few months later, I heard of a lady in Mount Monganui who was very gifted in such things. I took Melody and we went to see her. I had never been there before and was completely unknown to her. Her house was modest and comfortable, and she helped people at no charge. Within a few minutes of arriving, she suddenly said, Tiddly Pom, which was a strange thing to say for her. She said this was important to Kevin. Actually, it was his pet name for Melody, so I was amazed. Then he told me that he was in shock because of the suddenness of his departure, and he was being looked after by a close friend that had also been killed in a a road accident. She described the person as being named Bruce, and that he had been very distinctive because he had long, very bushy, dark hair. She said that Kevin had broken his leg recently, which was true also. As I remembered him coming to visit me in the maternity hospital with his leg in plaster. I felt relieved, but I had never met anyone called Bruce, so decided to investigate. I had a phone number from his address book of some people he boarded with in New Plymouth before I met him. I contacted them out of the blue, introduced myself and asked if they knew anyone called Bruce, who had been a friend of Kevin's. They immediately said, oh, that would be Bruce, who was killed in a motorbike accident. And they described him exactly as the lady in Mount Monganui had. I felt immediately reassured and calm. This experience has affected the way I feel about death from that day to this. And although I feel sad when people are gone, I'm confident that they pass to somewhere better. Thank you so much, Sandy, for sharing your story with us. You're listening to Freaky Friday. And now on the line, we're joined by Jess from Oxford in Canterbury. Hi there, Jess. Hi, Jessie. Nice to talk to you, and you're going to take us back to where you grew up today, I think. I am. I've got a good ghost story for you. (laughs) Please, go ahead. I grew up on a high country station on the inland road of Kaikoura, and this farm was a really old farm. It dated back to the late 1800s and sort of early 1900s, 
And the, the farm still had its original buildings. There was a big wool shed, the shearer's quarters, horse stables, an old school room, and even the original homestead. And that's, this is where the ghost story set. Uh, okay. The house was well known in the district as Haunted, and its nickname was The Old House. Hmm. And as children, we used to play in it. We used to play shops and huts, and it was filled with bees, hives, and dead flies. And um, the house had a really awful feeling in it. it, just a really unfriendly feeling like you didn't want to be in a, a room on your own, get out, just have a real oppressive feeling. And particularly one room, it was the old original lounge, and I've looked at old photos of this house, and this room was probably the original part of the house, it was very old. And you'd step into this room, it felt very cold, you'd feel lightheaded, the hairs on the back of your neck would stand up. It was a feeling of terror, and I've never experienced it since then, and I'm quite a rational person. Yeah, gosh, I'm surprised yeah. as kids that you went anywhere near it. Oh, I know, it was terrifying. We'd, we'd play, and then somebody would crack, and they'd run out of the house screaming, and yeah, <laughs> we, we would try and play, but it was a horrible place to play. And then in the um, 1990s, my mother restored the house as a farm stay in B&B. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And during this era of her restoring the house, she had some terrifying things happen to her while she was alone in the house. She would be in there and ra the radio would come on and go off. Lights would flick on and off. And then she was in the room, the lounge, vacuuming it, cleaning it. And the vacuum cleaner kept stopping. She sort of thought, oh, well, you know, maybe it's just the vacuum cleaner. And then she kept going, but she got a really awful feeling, and she kept vacuuming, and then all of a sudden the cord was pulled out of the wall and throw, thrown on the floor. And <laughs> Mum knew for sure that it was something happening in the room. And then when she finally opened the house for guests, we had a couple staying in the main bedroom, and she asked them the next day, how's your stay going? And they said, oh... Well, we had a disrupted sleep. We had somebody walking around our bed in the night with heavy boots on. We could hear them stomping on the floor. And my mum said, oh, well, the room's carpeted and actually no one was there. So the straw that broke the camel's back, my mother took some photos of the house and of the outside looking back of the gardens. And we got the photos developed and we had them spread out on the kitchen table. And she was showing some friends the beautiful gardens. And then one person said, oh, who's that in the window? And to our horror, we can see in the photo a really grainy, eerie face peering out. Sort of a skeletal, almost alien-like. And there was no one in the house. So, now, Jess, you've sent that photo to me. I have. And I can see the face. You see, I've circled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, awful. Do the house has been pulled down now, so it's not there. But we, we don't know what was haunting it. I suspect an old farm worker. I'm not sure, but, you know, I've never felt anything like that since. Do you... Do you think about that house very often these days? I have a recurring nightmare of this house and of the feeling that I used to get in that room. So in my dreams, I am still haunted by the old house. And I guess it's gone down as a bit of a legend in your family. Yeah, it has. And even uh, my, my friends from my school days, they all knew about the old house. So 
I would say in Inland Road, if anyone is listening, they would remember the old house. There's a new house up there now, is there? Yeah, there is a farmhouse, and I tried to ask the owners um, if they have experienced anything in their new house, and I heard a rumour that one of the back bedrooms backs onto the land where that bed, where the lounge was, and apparently there's a weird feeling in that room. Hmm. Thanks for sharing your story. No problem. Really nice to have you on the show today, Jess. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Jessie.